Chapter Four of As in a Mirror by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four I Am Studying Truth. The sensations of the tramp who finally took possession of that woodhouse chamber may be better imagined, I presume, than described. Susan had remarked, as she took a final survey, that he probably never saw anything so nice and comfortable in his life as that room what susan would have said could she have had a peep into the bachelor apartments that he usually occupied beggars even imagination there was a neat old-fashioned high-backed rocker in the room the cushions stuffed with sweet-smelling hay that could be renewed as often as there was to be a new occupant and a chintz cover that found its way to the wash-tub within an hour after the departure of the one who last sat on it into this chair john stuart dropped himself and looked about him with a curiosity in which there was more than a touch of tenderness he had been a tramp quite long enough to appreciate the cleanliness and the coolness and the pleasant odours of this room when he had occupied the sleepy hollow chair near the south window of his city home and planned this extraordinary outing it had been early in july certain business matters had held him in town through june and it had been his intention to start vacation word that next week so he had started now the first days of september were upon them and by ordinary calculations his vacation should be over but he told himself complacently that it had just commenced although the experiences through which he had passed were enough to fill a volume all sorts and conditions of men he had seen and studied he had been hungry and had had nothing with which to satisfy hunger he had been weary with no resting-place in sight for the first time in his life he had known what it was to actually suffer for the want of these common necessities some work he had found though the fact that he had not been brought up to do any of it always told against him and made it apparently impossible for him to continue in the same place more than a day or two in truth this part of the experience had not troubled him for he had found no place where he felt willing to tarry each day as he tramped on he rejoiced in the thought that his plan did not include long stays anywhere but this evening he felt differently at the elliot farm he was willing to stay he looked down at himself with complacent eyes one of the hardest features of his self-imposed exile had been the difficulty of procuring a bath he had prepared for himself a change of clothing that he had tied in a bundle and slung on a stick as he had noticed that veritable tramps sometimes did he assured himself that a self-respecting tramp such as he meant to be could do no less than that but the difficulty of getting his clothing washed and properly dried and above all mended became simply appalling as the weeks passed and more than once had threatened the entire abandonment of the scheme but for a certain dogged perseverance peculiar to his nature he would have given up long before perhaps he would have done so in any case had he not had days of exceeding interest during which he felt that he learned more about that strange troublesome other half than any amount of reading or any number of statistics 
could possibly give him on this evening for the first time since his new life began he had been offered the use of a bath there's a place in the stable farmer elliot had said where you can wash up and be all fresh and clean before you go to your room my folks are particular about that room they keep it as clean as they do the parlor and they don't want anything ugly brought into it have you got clean clothes in your bundle all right then i like that when a fellow wants to be clean and takes a little trouble to be so it shows he hasn't lost his self-respect there's a bundle of clothes in the stable closet we keep them there for times of need if you need anything while your clothes are being mended up you know why help yourself you are welcome to anything you find there i shall give you work enough to earn them for yourself if you choose to do it john stuart as he listened had felt his heart glow with a feeling deeper than gratitude here at last was a chance for a tramp to become a man it was the first genuine effort at helpfulness that he had met no perhaps that was not quite fair it was the first common-sense effort others had tried tracts had been given him and advice but not water and soap and towels these he had found in abundance in the stable closet and certain garments of which he stood much in need he had been dismayed to discover that clothes wear out he supposed he had had theories on that subject before but to have theories and to realize them are two very different things he sat in the sweet-scented chair and surveyed himself with satisfaction he looked and felt better dr talbert had been right tramps were horrid fellows he wondered that anybody could endure them but the treatment they received at the hands of the christian public was calculated to drop them still lower in the social scale however there was it seemed an occasional farmer elliot and he thanked god for them he looked over at the white covered table susan was wrong he appreciated it perhaps no table had ever looked to him more pure than that some of the places in which he had slept since july he did not think he was willing to describe even on paper tired as he was he exerted himself and went over to the table and studied the print pinned above it with a smile on his face that elfrida would have declared made him positively handsome then he lifted the large coarse print bible and took it back with him to the easy chair the root of the difference between this christian home and certain other homes he knew of was undoubtedly sunken deep in this old-fashioned book he opened it at random he had not been reading in the bible of late it had not been remembered as part of the necessary furnishings of that bundle and he had not come close enough to one to read he was accustomed not to daily bible reading but to more or less regular reference to the book was he not a church member he was not sure that two months of his grown-up life had ever before passed without his having had recourse to its teachings he turned the leaves at random it will have to be confessed that this was his habit he was not one of those who have any fixed method of bible study the book had seemed to open of itself to ezekiel 
he was not himself familiar with that part of the bible its imagery had been too dense for easy understanding and the time had never seemed to come when he could study it but he paused this evening over a sentence and the word of the lord came unto me again he smiled over the fanciful appropriateness of the phrase probably ezekiel had not been so long without that word as he had what message had it for him saying son of man set thy face toward jerusalem he read not a word farther he was not a romantic young man nor one given in the least to fanciful interpretations of any writings yet he confessed to a slightly startled feeling it was not altogether impossible of course that the lord had him in mind that evening and meant him to get his word from the book was it intended as a hint to him that while he had been very busy studying human nature in new forms with a view to writing a book that should have in it at least some startling facts he had all but forgotten jerusalem not that he had been distinctly irreligious he had rarely laid himself down to sleep at night even with the most inconvenient and incongruous surroundings without going through the form of prayer but more than once he had been conscious of its being a mere form and had excused himself on the ground that a man in his strange circumstances could be pardoned for wandering thoughts that sermon preached by dr talbert on that first sabbath in july had been the last that he had heard not that he had not on each succeeding sabbath been within sound of the church bell but the truth was he could not get the consent of himself to appear in church in the costume he was wearing he told himself that he should attract too much attention and detract from the comfort of others by his presence moreover as he thought of it this evening he confessed to himself that the woods and the fields and the sermons he found in stones and in the music of birds and brooks had been more to his mind than he could imagine the services of the homely little churches being so without much consideration of the subject he had simply stayed away and enjoyed it son of man set thy face toward jerusalem was it a message for him had he drifted away from the church not only but from nonsense he said pulling himself up sharply you are growing altogether too fanciful that would do for an interpretation of some of those dyspeptic divines of the past century he closed the book and replaced it on its white table he was too weary for bible reading that night he said but he got down on his knees and tried to hold his thoughts to something like real prayer and in her fair room across the yard inside the farmhouse hildreth elliot on her knees was asking at that moment that the stranger within her father's gates might not go from them without having had in some way a reminder of the bread of life waiting for his hand to lay hold of she had placed the plain large print bible in his room with a purpose and she did not forget to ask that it might have a message for him neither did farmer elliot forget the stranger who slept that night in his woodhouse chamber had the tramp heard himself prayed for when they knelt around the family altar his heart would have been warmed as it had not been for many a day 
the son of the house was impressed by the fervor of the prayer that old fellow out there won't fire the house to-night elf you needn't be afraid he said to his younger sister he can't after that prayer he'd have to be good in spite of himself if he had heard father why said elfrida trying to cover the feeling that the prayer had awakened in her by a touch of brusqueness you have had father's prayers all your life and they don't seem to have had that effect on you it's different with you and me said corliss laughing we are not lost sheep wandering about on the bleak mountains we are supposed to be safely tucked up inside the fold you see and he went away whistling sharply away on the mountains wild and bare away from the tender shepherd's care it did seem strange and at times very sad that with such a father and mother and such an elder sister neither elfrida nor corliss elliot had learned how to pray for themselves he takes hold of the horses as though he had been brought up with them and blixen took to him at once like a friend said farmer elliot i never saw a stranger that could do much with blixen before he must be a kind-hearted fellow at least she held her nose still and let him pat it and turned her head to look after him jet likes him too i told him jet was inclined to be surly with strangers he laughed and said he never saw a dog yet who didn't like him and sure enough jet walked right up and let him pat her father has set out to make his tramp one of the perfect kind you see interposed corliss so correct in his life that even the horses and the dog recognize it confess father that you think of keeping him all winter and trusting him to go to the bank and everywhere mr elliot looked over at his son and laughed a good-natured companionable laugh the family relations of this household were perhaps peculiar neither son nor daughters seemed to have the slightest hesitation about making merry over the little peculiarities of both father and mother and the parents seemed always ready to meet them halfway, joining in the laugh at their own expense yet it would have been hard to have found a family where genuine respect for both father's and mother's opinions was more marked perhaps the very fact that the parents were not too dignified to laugh at their own weaknesses increased their power over their children who were keen to observe not only weaknesses but sterling worth we must have some one to take your place corliss when you go back to school why not john the idea said elfrida with her pretty nose in an expressive curl whereat they all laughed yet as the days passed it became evident that every member of the family liked john and that the farmer increasingly trusted him certainly no hired man had ever before given such entire satisfaction so far as the horses were concerned and farmer elliot confessed that with him that went a great way when they discussed the young man in the family circle it was found that every member of the family had a word to say in his favor mrs elliot remarked that he had seemed to have an excellent memory and that he had not forgotten a single commission that had been given him though some of them were small and troublesome 
hildreth said it was a comfort to have a man who brought the horses to the door at the exact moment and was always on hand to receive them when one reached home and elfrida said he was the only man they ever had who knew enough to say miss elfrida the family laughed at this but elfrida stoutly affirmed that that was the way they always did in books and she liked it she thought it would be very much nicer if susan were directed to say miss elfrida instead of shouting out elf as she actually sometimes did my dear said mrs elliot laughing remember that susan is a farmer's daughter like yourself and only comes to accommodate us i presume she would be willing to say miss elfrida if you would agree to say miss susan but certainly not otherwise then said elfrida i wish we had a tramp for a girl in the kitchen and i hope father will keep john always even susan contributed to the general verdict in his favor having discovered as she passed back and forth that he was the subject of conversation she said he's more particular to clean his feet when he comes into the kitchen than any fellow we ever had about i'll say that for him i wish corliss was as particular from all of which it will be gathered that john stuart was trying to do his best just what his motive was in lingering in this farmhouse and setting himself studiously to learn a daily routine of work that could not be other than distasteful to him he might have found it difficult to have explained to the satisfaction of his friends or even of himself he could hardly insist that he was studying human nature for the sphere seemed too narrow yet every day he admitted to himself that he was more and more interested in the phase of humanity now spread before him i am studying truth he said to himself with an amused smile and the form his thought took justifies the capital letter i believe i have found truth the likeness to the ideal head increases rather than lessens as i see more of her i believe she is the living embodiment of the idea truth in its purity and simplicity such a life ought to be a power in the world i wonder if it is yet how can it be in such a circumscribed circle is she superior to her environments i would like her for the heroine of my next book rather perhaps i would like my conception of her what could i make her accomplish i wonder that would tell for good how much i should like to see the girl herself set where she could reach people i wonder if she is satisfied with her present sphere i wonder if she realizes that she has a sphere or ought to have how is one ever to learn i profess to be studying her yet an hour of conversation with her in the cosy dining-room i properly introduced would tell me more about her than weeks of this sort of life would it i know hundreds of young women in that way not one who looks like her i grant but the home life ought to tell in some directions circumscribed though it is let me wait and see End of chapter 4